Welcome to Calvary Chapel Sebastian Podcast. We hope that you're blessed by this message. I'm Pastor Dave Barnes. It's kind of confusing at Calvary. We've got lots of Daves, lots of Davids. I'm the missions pastor for all of our campuses. But I get the blessing today of sharing God's word with all of you. I'm calling this Throwback Thursday. There's a kind of a, a thing on the internet and you know, going around where you take an old picture of yourself and then post it, um, Throwback Thursday. I even wore a shirt, for those of you listening online, it's kind of a throwback. I've heard this called like a psychedelic 70s shirt, but um, the reason I'm calling it Throwback Thursday, we're going to be reviewing some very kind of famous passages today, passages we all know. And it's Matthew chapter 6, and it's going to be verses 9 through 13. And I'm going to read it. The reason why I'm calling it throwback, we're going to read it out of the King James Version. Yes. Well, the reason is, and feel free when I read it to kind of recite along with me, it'll be a very familiar passage. You learned it as children, most likely, and it'll come right to mind. And we all usually learn it in the King James Version, so I think... What better way than to read it today than in King James? And it's Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. I'm going to read the whole passage through, and then we'll kind of slow down and talk about it line by line. But here's what Jesus said. He's trying to teach us how to pray. And it's, um, once again, Matthew 6, verse 9. He says, this then is how you should pray. And feel free to repeat with me. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our trespasses as we forgive our trespassers. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So let's talk about a little bit of those kind of slower now that we've read it through. It says, Our Father. And if you look at those passages online, or, or you know, written, it's our, our, our. And Jesus is making it personal. He's our Father. He didn't say, in other words, my Father. And he is Jesus' Father, but he's ours too. He's all of yours. It's our Holy God, our Father. So it's a personal thing. It's like family. I'd make it like family. Here's Sebastian. You're like family. We're all part of God's family. And at Calvary Chapel, we have three campuses, four if you count our new Spanish campus. We're once again all one big family in different locations. So Jesus was trying to make it personal because God is a personal relationship. You hear that a lot at Calvary Chapel. God wants to be our friend. He wants to be our best friend, and he wants us to see him like that. And as we pray, we're really just talking to our best friend. That's what we're going to do today is talk to our best friends. We can read papers. We can pray on those screens. But just think of it all morning as you're talking to your best friend because that's really what God is in Jesus. And he also follows that statement up with, hallowed be thy name. Now, we don't use that word. That's definitely a King James word. You don't hear that word, but it just means holy. Holy is your name. Because our God is holy. We never can forget that. And we know it. We know the scripture. But we have to have this healthy respect for our holy God. 
because he's holy, and you know, to be honest, I'm not, and neither are you. I've got news for you. None of us are. We are not holy people, but we're working on it. We're all works in progress, right? We're trying to be like Jesus. That's our goal, but he is truly holy. And it's important to have that healthy fear. We don't have time today to get deep into that, but Scripture talks about have a healthy fear of God. In other words, respect him because Jesus in another passage told us, he says, don't fear man, don't fear men or women and when they're mean to you or do bad things even, even if they killed you. He told his disciples and really us too, you should fear the one that controls your soul's destination. But it's a respect. It's not a scared fear. It's more like I respect my holy best friend. That's the kind of fear we're talking about. Then in verse 10, let's move on. It says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And that's really what God's will is. God's will is for earth, and it will be that way someday, the new heaven and new earth. When that comes in the rapture, we will have heaven on earth, essentially. But until then, God's will is for us to try to make earth just like heaven. In other words, make earth more holy the best we can. And it's more like an individual challenge. And the way we do that, we model that for people around us. So if we act as much like Jesus as possible personally, it will influence and ripple out to our friends, our family, our coworkers, maybe people you don't even know that might be watching you. They might know you're a Christian, you're a Christ follower. They want to see what your walk looks like. And you're impacting people. So we have to always be on our best behavior, not because people are watching, because who's really watching? Jesus and God. So it's his will that earth look like heaven. And, and the way that would happen, by the way, and here's where it gets a little personal in the challenge for me, challenge for you, the way he will make that happen someday is obedience. Because someday it says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. But we want to be willingly obedient. Willingly, that's our key. So I have to be in full obedience, just like you do. And as we pray, we can sometimes just ask God, you know, Lord, I kind of dropped the ball. Forgive me, but show me, Lord, areas I can obey in better. Reveal to me, because it's always good to ask God, you know, search my heart. Scripture's full of those kind of search my heart scriptures. Show me an area in my own life where I need to kind of step my game up, improve, do a little better in this obedience area. Because it is God's will that we'd all obey, so we have to almost ask ourselves this personal question, am I in full obedience to the best of my ability? Now, we're not perfect, so we're going to fail, we're going to mess up, so don't beat yourself up when you drop the ball. We all do, I do, but we have to try. We have to do the best we can to look, act, and speak That's a really challenging one, by the way. Speak like Jesus. Softly, kindly, gentleness. All those fruits of the Spirit that we know about. Be more like Jesus with our words, our actions, our behavior. Verse 11 says, give us this day our daily bread. And that one can be interpreted a lot of ways. I've heard it taught many ways myself. 
But I think it really, we can overthink this one. It says daily bread. That's like, let's just be real simple, breakfast. Jesus is going to give us breakfast or your lunch, your dinner, however you want to look at that. It's daily provisions. God blesses us in so many ways with our prayers, but this verse is really talking about our basic needs. Notice I said needs, not wants, our needs. God will give us what we need. He might give us some of our wants if they line up with his will. That's back to his will again. But he will definitely provide for our basic needs. And that's what Jesus is telling us. Pray for your basic needs. Let God work out the rest. He'll work on those wants and decide if they line up with his will or not. But he will provide for us. Isn't God a good, good father? You know, we sing a song about that. I love that song because our father provides for us. And I know some of you might not have had the best earthly father, but God is your perfect father. He loves us, and he will definitely provide for our basic needs. Then it follows up with that verse. I read it as forgive our trespasses. A lot of your Bibles, in the NIV especially, calls it our debts. Really, that just means sin. It says forgive our sin, because we all have it. We're not Jesus. As we forgive our people that sin against us so it's really a dual challenge it's lord forgive me but also help me to forgive others and we just had a sermon about that a couple of weeks ago on forgiveness that's a challenge in, in a way it's a hard one to forgive people that have clearly done us wrong because people will treat you terribly let's just be honest the world is not a perfect place but scripture challenges us to forgive those people anyway because did we deserve God's forgiveness no we did not but we got it we freely get it but we sometimes don't give it out as freely as we got it and that's what that verse is talking forgive our sins Lord but help me to forgive others and that's a great prayer to pray by the way and it follows up with lead us not into temptation deliver us from evil but let's be clear, you know, God does not tempt us. Satan tempts us. God, God tests us. That's a, that's a better word. It's a testing. He will allow us to be tested, but God does not tempt us ever. That's the other guy. Um, he does not tempt us to do evil, and you can find that proof of that in James 1, uh, verse 13. But he will let us be tested. You know, think about the whole story of Job. We know that story by heart. He was tested severely. And by the way, he never knew why. Job never knew why. He was just horribly tested, lost his family, all his stuff. But at the end, God blessed him. And then some people, by the way, I don't want to get away from the rabbit trail, but they wonder, well, then why did God allow Satan to hurt his family and take his family? But you've got to think big picture. He got that family back in heaven and also the new family that God allowed him to procreate. So he really had two families in heaven, so God did bless him even with the people he took. So we might have testing, hopefully not like that, but we're, you know, we're weak. It's never a good thing to pray for testing. We don't want to be tested, but God might bring it anyway, and it's for our benefit. Somehow, some way, in a testing, he's trying to transform us to be more like him. But we should almost pray the opposite. Lord, keep me away from testing. I'm vulnerable. I'm weak. 
but his will might be that I am tested. I don't know. Once again, I submit, I obey, even to testing, because it somehow is for my benefit. Then we're going to close with that last verse. Um, And that verse, by the way, is not in all translations. Many Bible scholars believe verse 13. Let me read it. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. It might have been added by a scribe, for example, in the Middle Ages when they were copying all those manuscripts by hand. But you know what? I think it's okay if it was added because look what it says. God, your kingdom is glorious, it's powerful, and we give you glory. So that's never a bad thing to give God glory, is it? So even if it was added, God must have allowed it is how I see it. He allowed some scribe to put it there for our benefit And think of it more like praise. It's praise and worship to our Holy Father. So that's what we're going to do here shortly. We're going to pray, and we're going to praise God. And we're going to transition to our prayer time. There'll be prayer points on the screen. You can walk around. You can come and get slips out of these bowls. You can write slips in the bowl, add some to it. But kind of mix it up, if you will. Pray some of the prayer points. Pray in those slips on the bowl or... Pray what God asks you to pray for, because I'm going to close this in a prayer just asking the Lord. Lord, you show us, all of us here in this room, all of you listening today with us, just show us, speak to us, Lord, what you would have us individually pray for once again so your will be done on earth. So let's just pray. Father, as we get ready to pray, Lord, just speak to us individually. Put on our hearts a thing to pray for that you desire to hear with your ears, Lord. So, Father, touch our hearts, soften us, allow our prayers just to um, intercede for those loved ones we have that may need salvation, for the sick and the needy and all the things that we need to pray for, Lord. You just speak to us. Give us that thing that you give us special for us, Lord, to pray for other people. And it's okay to ask for ourselves, but Lord, touch our hearts to pray for others today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Sebastian podcast channel. If this message impacted your life, we encourage you to share it with a friend. We're located at 1251 Sebastian Boulevard, just northeast of Intersection 90th Avenue and State Road 512 in Sebastian, Florida. Our service times are Saturday evening at 6 p.m., Sunday morning at 10.45 a.m., and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m.